Can I tell you a little secret? Can I? Can I? I'm not really a copywriter. I'm not. Um, it's the most obvious deliverable of what I do when I work with clients or when you watch what I do in my business. Copy is the most obvious piece of work that I do. But oftentimes, maybe usually, it is the other stuff that I do, even with clients, that is far more valuable. And uh, today I want to share some of that other stuff with you that you can use to create way bigger breakthroughs in marketing, whether you are a copywriter, an entrepreneur, a marketer, whatever, uh, including sharing the story of my five-minute, half-a-million-dollar, that's $500,000 conversation, and um, applications of the classic 40-40-20 rule in direct marketing. This is going to be good. It's going to be powerful. And if you use it, you're going to make a lot more money. So don't forget to like, comment, share, subscribe, do everything you can to engage with this episode so you get more content like this delivered to you. And so the magical algorithms of the internet will share it with more people like you who will find it valuable. Let's dive into today's episode. These are the proven direct response marketing, copywriting, and entrepreneurship success strategies you can use today to write your own ticket and create the life you want. I am Roy Furr, and this is Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Now, here's today's breakthrough. All right, so today's episode is sponsored by me, as usual. And uh, specifically, specifically, check out the link in the description to BTMS. That stands for Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. BTMS Insiders. The uh, link goes to the website. It's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training, um, which, like... Uh, you know, again, it's copywriting, but it's not just copywriting. It teaches you the thinking behind how to create breakthroughs in your business, in your client businesses. It turns you into the total package as a marketer, which I have to give. Uh, there's always a hat tip there to my mentor, Clayton Makepeace, uh, for his total package, which was an excellent, excellent newsletter while he was writing it. Uh, and, 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 you know, it certainly influenced me to the point where I want you to become the total package as a copywriter, as a marketer. So it's about way more than just how to write a sales letter or copy or whatever. BTMS Insiders will make you a more successful marketer all across the board. And the link is in the description to try it out. Again, it's like Netflix for copywriting and marketing training. So you pay one low fee and you get instant streaming access to everything. You can dive in, you can binge it, you can do whatever you want. You just log in, it's all there. Okay. So like the, the big idea behind this, this episode is that we're going to be talking about the three pillar profit maximization strategy. But before we get to the three pillars, I told you I would, uh, I'd share the story of my five minute, $500,000 conversation. So uh, I had this client flew me out to his offices and, you know, we spent a while, we, we, we hung out with the staff and then um, the next day we took a tour of the office and the production facility and all this stuff. And, um, and then we sat down in the conference room to just start to hash out some marketing strategy. And this is like where the big breakthroughs happen. Not, you know, in a Word document or a Google Doc, like writing some sales copy. The big breakthroughs happen hashing out the strategy behind everything, right? And so... I'm asking them all these questions. Uh, I really, what I'm doing is I'm going through the three pillars that we're gonna go through in a minute. 
But I'm asking them all these questions. And one of the things that we get to is, is hey, this is the product that we really want to sell. It's our high ticket product. It's, it's really popular with clients. We've spent a lot of time refining it. It's pretty unique in the marketplace. What can we do? What can we do to sell more of it? And so I'm asking them a bunch of questions about this product. And it is a physical, pro a big physical product that has a lot of cost associated with making it and then shipping it and everything. And uh, one thing that I asked, I said, like this, when, when you show this to me, it actually seems really cheap. Can we Google some competitors? And so this, you know, in the course of about five minutes, start Googling competitors, start searching for competitors. And we look at all the different options that are out there. And I said, okay, so this one has less battery capacity. Than, oh, okay, <laughs> giving it away. Uh, this is a backup solar generator. I said, this one has less uh, battery capacity. This one's less portable. Like this one, none of them have this uh, exterior case that is EMP resistant, which gives them um, the potential to withstand an electromagnetic pulse. Like all of these features were missing from all the competition. And yet, when I looked at the competition, the competition was all priced more. And so I said, uh, so why are we selling it at this price again? And he said, well, we started at that price when it was a very introductory product compared to where it is now. And we just have not increased the price even as we keep changing all these features. And I said, well, what if we look at all these prices here and we just find a price that's a little bit higher because we can justify it because it's a better option than all the competitors. And uh, I just threw a number out that seemed pretty high. And he said, oh, we can test that. And they tested it without changing anything else about the marketing. Uh, they tested the higher price even before I created my marketing for that particular product. And when they tested it, something interesting happened. The response rate, so, so just for reference here, the, uh, the margin above cost of goods sold more than doubled when we raised the price. Okay, so the higher price, significantly more. I'm talking thousands, thousands of dollars more. The margin above cost of goods sold more than doubled, which means that all of the money that they were using to pay staff and all of that stuff to get this product fulfilled and to promote it and to do the marketing and all of that, suddenly they had more than twice as much money coming in. Like cost of goods sold is not gonna change, right? Um, or it's not gonna change based on this but their margin more than doubled. And, um, and, and so they tested it. And you might think that the response rate would go down, but actually when they raised the price, the response rate went up. So they were selling more at more than double the margin of this product. <laughs> and uh, in the end, without any other changes, he said, that's a half a million dollar a year recommendation. And so just in this little five minute conversation where I said, why are we charging this much? Can we raise the price? Made him half a million dollars more within a year. Um, he said based on 12 months of revenue, that's half a million dollars. And then we went on and we sold a whole bunch more of them. So it could have actually been worth even more. But, uh, you know, long story short, Long, and by the way, my royalties was because of the cost of goods being so high, my royalties were based on um, revenue above cost of goods sold or margin above cost of goods sold. So my royalties were much bigger too. 
and had nothing to do with the copy that I wrote or anything. It was this five minute conversation where I knew to ask the right questions. Which brings me back to direct marketing's 40-40-20 rule and how you can create breakthroughs. So this goes way back to uh, classic direct mail days. Um, there was a, a direct mail marketer. I'm not remembering his name off the top of my head, uh, but he made a, an interesting observation. The success of your campaign, your offer, your direct mail is not based purely on what you send out in the mail. Uh, he said 40% of the success is based on the audience, the list, the targeting. Uh, it's based on who is actually seeing the marketing. And so if you have a really hot audience for a product, that's going to have a huge impact on the total response rate. And then he said 40% of the response rate is based on the offers, the, the value delivery, the economics. Like if this is a great offer, it's going to make it more successful, right? And actually, when you think about it, like really all of these are going to combine, right? All of these are going to combine to add up to 100%. And so if you have a great audience and a great offer, meaning your offer is a perfect fit for the audience, then you're 80% of the way to success before you write a single piece of copy, before you decide what you're going to send out in the mail. You're 80% of the way. Because having that great offer that is a great fit for an audience of people who are hungry for whatever it is you're going to offer them, well, that is a huge, huge, huge advantage in any kind of marketing. In fact, your marketing can kind of suck and you can still make millions of dollars from a great offer to a great audience. And then the last 20% that's left over, 40, 40, 20, that last 20% of your success is based on creative, copy, design, the presentation, however, however you put the message in front of them. And of course, like in a competitive market, having just like a 1% advantage in creative copy, all of that can make a huge difference. So we're not trying to diminish the copyright. And there's a good reason that the world's best copywriters make millions of dollars because it does matter, especially when you start to go out to volume and to competitive markets. But if you have not nailed your offer and your audience first, then the, the creative, like the world's best copywriter, if they're just working with 20% and the, the offer sucks and it's going to the wrong audience, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just not gonna, it's, it's not gonna fly. So for example, if you're, if, if you're trying to sell uh, run-of-the-mill used Lexuses for a million dollars each, and this is you know, a, terrible, uh, a terrible offer just because it's over, okay, Lexuses are cool, right? Whatever, but uh, the, the run-of-the-mill used ones are not worth a million dollars each. Uh, you know, nothing special about them. If you're trying to sell that to a bunch of people who are um, like the anti, the anti Lexus um, fan club or whatever, like, a, like a, a list of people that have declared their loathing and hate for Lexus. Um, and, and that's your audience. Well, why that, like, why the heck would you even send that message to those people? Right. And that offer, um, you know, they would, they would just feel right, righteous indignation that somebody's trying to sell a Lexus and you old used Lexus for, for a million dollars, but they certainly would not buy. So the world's best copywriter given that marketing challenge, you know, isn't gonna succeed. All right, so we have the 40-40-20 rule. Um, so I wanna talk here uh, because like one of the, 
huge things that you can do as a copywriter, that I've done as a copywriter, that you can do as a marketer, whatever, is if you're stepping into a marketing situation, instead of just thinking, what can we say to sell this thing? Instead, you have to focus on the 40, 40, 20. So you start like the first 40%, it's the audience and lists. Like what are the, what are the audience and list secrets for more profits? Well, for one, it is very powerful to go after a growing market. If a market is growing, you have this huge advantage that like, uh, that there's just more buyers coming into the market all the time and you can leverage that for more success. You can do a great job of qualifying and disqualifying leads. So the people that you are putting the most time, effort, attention, resources, whatever, and communicating to, that those people are, are the most qualified prospects. And so the more you can do to, to sift and sort, to qualify and disqualify your leads in that market, the more effective, more profitable your marketing will be. Going out and like finding the buyers, finding the buyers in your audience, finding the buyers in your list, that's huge for increasing your profitability. So what are the, what are the signs and signals that somebody is, is going to be a, a, um, a buyer? Another thing that you can do, and this, this, you know, there's a lot of different strategies to do this, like doing a hot list or something like that, but you can, you can use micro conversions. Um, and so this could be something as simple as click this link in my email if you're interested. And then those people get specific messages based on that, or somebody visits a specific page that tells you that they're more interested. So they get retargeted based on that, or you ask people to sign up for a webinar. And so they get additional content and, and, and marketing based on that. All of these little conversions are like a low ticket product that is uh, a, a buying indicator for a high ticket offer, something like that. Like all of these little micro conversions that you can lay out and you can define, that's going to help you be more effective at speaking the right message to the right people within even, um, within even your targeted audience and your targeted list of, of people. You can use surveys to make sure that you really understand your market and what they are interested in, what they are interested in buying, the problems and challenges that they want to solve. Certainly, you can, you can and should be doing uh, different types of segmentation. So different people in your audience are going to get different messages. Uh, so, you know, and, and a lot of these are, are complementary. So, for example, you run a specific webinar on... I don't know, just using some of my topics. If I, if I run a webinar on direct response copywriting, I know that the people who signed up for that webinar are more likely to be direct response copywriters like or interested in that, right? And so segmenting a message towards those people or spending a little bit more time, effort, energy, et cetera, to, uh, to speak to those people about an offer related to direct response copywriting, that may be really effective. Um, and also just, just knowing to identify the buying signals within your audience uh, such that you are able to target those people. Now let's talk about the next forty percent, and this is where that uh, this is where that half a million dollar, five hundred thousand dollar conversation came from. Uh, it's it's offers, irresistible offer, creating irresistible offers. And uh, I, I actually have a training. I'll make sure that's linked in the description called Irresistible Offers. Uh, that is all the thinking behind creating great offers. Uh, but making sure that your offer is solid and that it is appealing to that audience that you are speaking to is huge. And we can be talking about 
uh, the most introductory of offers, like sign up for, you know, enter your email address and get this thing. That should be an irresistible offer. Or pay me $10,000 and get this thing. That should be an irresistible offer, right? Um, but there are lots of different components of offers. So things like your unique selling proposition, what makes you unique and different and advantageous to all the rest of the options available to them. Any kind of guarantee or risk reversal can be used to strengthen your, uh, your offer. How can you guarantee the success that you are promising? Uh, making sure that you have very solid promises and proof associated with your offer. So what is the, the tangible promise that someone wants to have fulfilled that is going to cause them to buy your product or service, right? And how can you prove that you're actually able to fulfill that promise to them? Understanding how your offer fits in the context of like my Paisa formula or the Eugene Schwartz market awareness model. Uh, so, so Paisa is problem, agitate, and invalidate, solve, ask. And, um, and so how does your offer speak to uh, speak to those different levels? And the market awareness is unaware, problem aware, uh, solution aware, you aware, deal ready. Um, and, and there is an alignment between Paisa and the market awareness model from Eugene Schwartz that, um, that if you are, let's say, um, if you are speaking to a, a market that is problem aware, then you need to really agitate the experience of that problem to the point that they are ready to solve the problem and then you present them with the solution. And so how can your offer be created to fit within that space if that offer is designed to acquire customers in that area, right? Or, you know, a, a customer who is fully aware of everything that you are and that you offer, they may be just looking for the best deal to get all of you. Um, so, so to get everything that they can from you. And so that offer is going to be different versus, you know, some completely different offer, right? Um, different things that will make your offer more irresistible. Again, uh, I, I talked about the promise, uh, but the, the ease of getting results. How, how easy do you make it for your clients, your customers to get the results that you promise, right? How, how automatic does it feel that as soon as they buy whatever you're offering, that they're just going to get the results? Because people will often pay a whole lot more for easy results. And then there's this idea called hit your wagon. So there's lots of different things that are going on in the marketplace right now. There's things that people are interested in. There are things that people already want or that are already doing. Uh, a great example of this was when I sold IT training. One of, the, one of the things that made that so dang easy to sell and such a good offer is that in the marketplace at that time, and still now, uh, certifications mattered a lot for IT professionals for like getting jobs in IT. And in some businesses, you could just increase your, your income by getting a certification. So we, we hitched our wagon by creating training specifically for the, uh, for the certifications themselves. So you would buy the training that taught you exactly what you needed to know to pass the exam and get certified and increase your uh, your. Uh, salary. <laughs> that's, that's the word I'm looking for. So we hitched our wagon on this certification trend, right? You can hitch your wagon on all sorts of things. 
uh, hit your wagon on what they're already doing and paying attention to now. And then there's all sorts of different things that you can do. And I talk about that in the Irresistible Offers training just to make your offer more irresistible before you even get to the whole creative part of it. So assuming that you have a great offer going to an audience that is hungry for it, the final 20% is the marketing creative and copywriting that converts. And so like earlier this week, I was talking about the media format and the media format can be huge, right? Um, your, your for This is a direct quote from Gary Bensavinga from a message he sent me. Your format is your headline. Um, and he was referring to direct mail and making his direct mail stand out in the mailbox, but it still applies today to different unique and innovative media formats that people are using online. Uh, if, if that's the first thing that they're kind of, the first thing that they're sensing about your, your creative is the format itself, they're going to engage with different formats of media in different ways. So uh, that matters. Conversion architecture, the way that you build out your funnel. I just did training in BTMS Insiders for conversion architecture. Um, and so the way that you build out your, your sequence, your the way that your customers are discovering you and interacting with you and the different offers that they're getting in what order, that all matters towards like the 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 the, the total like creative strategy that you are, that you're implementing. So it could be a webinar campaign, it could be a funnel, it could be something completely different, but the conversion architecture matters. I talked about Paisa in the context of how your offer fits. I also wanna say that Paisa and, a, and other really good copywriting formulas do fit under this creative. So, uh, you know, I promise to solve your problem and you really want that problem solved because it is so agitating, but other solutions that you've run into have been completely invalid. Uh, the good news is that I found a solution that actually works. It's different and it works because it's different. And if you want that solution, here's how you get it. Here's the action you need to take. Paisa, uh, problem, agitate, invalidate, solve, ask for action. Um, and, and really understanding how your copy needs to take someone through that realization process, even if you don't follow that as an exact template, that's incredibly powerful. Big ideas, I, I teach the three big idea types in my high velocity copywriting problem. Nailing your big ideas, like all of that helps your, your marketing creative be more powerful. The core stories, you have a number of different stories about you, about your products, about your services, or if it's a client, they have a number of different stories. Getting those is going to connect with your audience in a different way. Having the voice that matters, the voice that aligns, that, that makes you an attractive character to your audience, that matters. Uh, the hooks that you use to grab attention, the different ways that you grab attention, and also your writing quality, like the the your ability to communicate not just in a like persuasive way, but just in a clear and compelling way that uh, that's easy to understand. Uh, and so this can include things like readability levels, flesh Kincaid, all of that. Like all of those things matter, right? But they don't matter unless you have your audience and your offer right. Uh, so that's what the three pillar profit maximization strategy is, is you have to nail all of those. And so usually when I'm talking to a new client, before we even really talk about anything like, oh, let's come up with a, a plan for what we are going to say in the copy, we have to cover all of these things first. And that's how we're going to lead to creating the biggest breakthroughs. So with that, uh, I'm done with the content. 
A quick reminder, the links are in the description to BTMS Insiders and to Irresistible Offers. Certainly check those out. And here I am, uh, every day in every episode, I, Roy Fur in Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, am aiming to help you increase your marketing genius one episode at a time. And if you just pay a little bit more attention to these three pillars, not just copy, but these three pillars, you are going to maximize the profits of every marketing campaign that you create. I'll catch you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.